0: the summer skate studios behind the mask hockey shops present college hockey west weekly behind the masks college hockey west weekly is brought to you by jesse ray's barbecue at 308 highway in henderson stop in for lunch cater your next event or just buy a couple of bottles of our award-winning sauces the nchc and nchc.tv Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. The Tag Creative Group. Search T-G-R-A-N-R-U-D at redbubble.com and let us create a unique design for you or your business. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations around the world. The Spaghetti Shack. Classic Italian food quickly with locations in Tempe and Pine Top. Order online at thespaghettishack.com. Liberty University. Play for something more, faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. College Hockey Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Summer Skates, shower shoes or koozies to show your game in style at Summerskates.com. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey West Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios presented by Behind the Mask as a part of the West.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein.
1: All right, take two to College Hockey West Weekly. Scott Strandy with you tonight. From beautiful Chesterfield, Missouri, just outside of St. Louis, as I prepare to do some more work during the week, my host is always Paul Hornstein, joining us from that beautiful palatial estate on Long Island, New York. <clears throat> Paul, take two. Sounding much better, I think.
0: Well, I don't know. It was oh, okay, <laughs> whatever. Except I was, I was on the you, wrong day. <laughs> except you, 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 you throw off my chi as I try to time this so I don't have to listen to me open up yeah, with I the know. recording.
1: I kind of did that on purpose.
0: Well, I don't doubt that. <laughs> I can't. I got. Jeez. Oh, I got to listen. Nauseating sound. I don't know how that. The I mean, I, I can't. The audience this, loves you.
1: And you know it. Know it. Ugh. Anyway, tonight. Somebody without, in this
0: family's got better pipes than I do anyway.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We're talking NCAA hockey. We've got the head coach joining us shortly from Air Force Um Frank territory the czar, as we like czar, to say. The czar, baby. He's going to be joining us and talking about the new schedule at uh, Air Force. He's going to talk about a new assistant coach he just added and they just announced today. So uh, we've got all kinds of good stuff coming your way. Um, let me shout out, first of all, uh, John Hogan, the director of hockey and head coach at, at Maryville. I told him, I said, John, I'm, I'm in Kansas City the last couple of days. I said, I'd like to come over to, to uh, St. Louis for a day. And he said, no problem. Let me uh, put you up in a room. I've got a beautiful new Holiday Inn Express they built just down the street from the arena. How about you stay there? I said, okay. So drove the three hours from Kansas City over to St. Louis. And here at this beautiful uh, Holiday Inn Express, uh, the general manager, the guy in charge, Matt Hall, what a great job. This place is beautiful, Paul. It's got everything that you would want. And uh, just down the street from the Maryville ice center and right. probably about 10 minutes from Centene where there'll be a, an ACHA national tournament and an NCAA regional tournament played at.
0: All right. Have they cleaned up the rose petals? They've thrown at your feet when you no, got there? No, no, no. Clean those up yet.
1: No, they leave them out there so people can see
0: uh, that. May, well, that makes sense.
1: <laughs> no, anyway. So thank you, John. Uh, that was terrific. And also thank you for being a partner with the Maryville men's and women's programs on the uh, American Collegiate Hockey Top Twenty, our Wednesday night podcast. So, looking forward to uh, meeting with the guys from um, the uh, St. Louis Sports Commission. It's going to be short tomorrow. They've got a very busy schedule, but I believe we're going to get one of the guys on the podcast on Monday night next week. So, really? that might, that'll be even better. But really? we'll uh, okay, we'll get it all figured out tonight. We got Frank territory. I'm going to hook up with Frank here. In just a minute, I'm gonna let you do a little babbling if you want. And uh, while I'm connecting, if you hear a little background noise, it's just Frank and I um, shooting the bee.
0: I didn't want to run spots, but or the breeze.
1: (laughs) No, you need to talk.
0: (laughs) Why? Why would I need to? Why do people want to listen to me?
1: Well, I can't do spots while I'm calling Frank. So okay, you 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 do a little talking, and I'll be back in about a minute.
0: All right. Well, hopefully uh, we get all of this worked out. Did my computer mouse just die? That's good. This is great. That'll be excellent. And it's not touchscreen. Wow. Okay. Uh, that'll be good uh, to run the show with no uh, with no computer work in here. Oh, my God. Oh, man. So you want to talk about now I have to wing it? I'm not good at this whole winging thing. Um, literally, the mouse on my computer just died. And I know, I don't know if Scott can hear me or not, but now I have to call in for the reinforcements to bring me down a couple of more batteries. So we are getting closer and closer, folks, to the start of the season. Uh, players are showing up. And uh, to, to, to various schools, we'll find out if... Well, we know the Air Force kids are there. Um, because they have to go through the... Um, I don't know what the heck they call them. I'll ask the coach. Uh, he knows, obviously, um, they're pre whatever conditioning or whatever training they have to do, whatever quote unquote, basic training they have to do, uh, before the school year even starts. Uh, I'm, I am sure that, uh, they're on the campus now doing that because school probably starts in another week or two. So, um, We'll see what happens. Uh, I am sure that uh, we will be getting uh, some more information on on the coaching tree. We had Derek Schooley on last night, uh, and tonight we have the guy in charge of the coaching tree. Uh, <laughs> and a lot of coaching news. I,
1: I'm back. I, I don't have Frank yet. We're trying to yeah. connect. Um, so I, I probably just a couple minutes early. I told him it would be. Uh, 45 past the hour when I called them. So we're a couple minutes early, but, right. um, anyway, when, uh, I left yeah, the
0: batteries in my laptop. mouth died.
1: <laughs> okay. Nice. <laughs> and I don't,
0: and I don't have a touch screen anymore. <laughs> where I can do with that. So
1: what are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm hoping that
0: the person with the better voice in this family, uh, will bring me down a couple of double A batteries, but very, very quietly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, we'll I, I don't even
0: know if he's seen the message, so
1: we'll, we'll wait and see if Frank uh, connects with us and then, uh, uh, we'll get started in just a minute. But, um, you know, it, it's crazy this year, Paul, I think it's different than any other year that I can remember with all these different, and I know it's because, um, the, the NCAA allowed another coach, but to have all these coaches coming on board now and to have, uh, uh, people adding coaches from different places. We talked about uh, Chad Demers ending up at uh, Augustana. Award. Well, we haven't talked about
0: that on the podcast okay. though. But yes,
1: no, yeah. But you and I just chatted with it uh, offline. But anyway, Chad Demers did end up there, so um, that that's kind of cool. Um, and we'll, you know, we'll uh, we'll see more. I'm sure. I mean, some teams have added that third. Some are still to do so. Uh, and then the schedule is now coming out. You mentioned it. I heard um, we are about a month away from games, maybe even less than a month now
0: Well, uh, to the first games. Well, there are teams that I'm sorry, two, two, two months. Two months. Really, two months. Let's, get, get, let's not get crazy. <laughs> let's not get it, crazy.
1: Here. It's been crazy. I've been running all over the country, as you know. I, I look today, Paul, since I left Temecula, California – um week ago, whatever it was, right. Um, twenty two hundred and some miles. Whew. So uh, I have logged a lot. I'm not even close to done. But no,
0: uh, no I know that.
1: <laughs> but anyway, so uh, that that's the way that goes. I'm going to try to call uh, Frank back again. So you hang on just a minute, if you can. Uh, with a little Where am I going, Chris? see if I can reach him.
0: Where am I going?
1: <laughs> Nowhere.
0: You got no exactly so. I mean, you know, where am I? Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Um, We have seen more commits today. Uh, And, uh, again, uh, most of these commits, uh, at least for now, have been uh, in the same general vicinity. Harvard got another one today. I think they got that's about seven or eight verbal commits. And we know, as we discussed with Derek Schooley, um, in our previous show that, um, the commits are two years out and where they, end, you know, if they end up in these schools where they verbally commit, uh, I don't know. Hey Paul, um,
1: you don't need to babble anymore because I've I got, got uh, the head coach from air force joining us. We've got Frank Saratori on the line coach. You got Scott and Paul. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. We're getting ever closer to the start of a new hockey season. How does it feel in Colorado Springs? Um, you know what, uh, I'm
0: sitting on my deck, looking at uh, the front range right now, um, thinking about Paul babbling, you know, and, and uh, but Paul, you know what, you babble on, babble on, Paul, because you are a good babbler. Like, Thank uh, you. You might, you might be the best babbler I know. Really? Um,
2: yeah, I'm sitting here staring, watching the front range, watching Pike's tea and uh I'll tell you what, not to get uh, real deep into life with you guys, but, uh, you know, a lot of my life is pretty stressful, you know, right. and, uh, I don't see a whole lot because, um, I got tunnel vision on this opponent, that opponent, this game, that game, this practice, that practice, but this is a good time of year. You games, sit out, relax and, uh, and enjoy, the, the beauty of Colorado here. I tell you, and, uh, uh, you guys know like uh, like you know Pikes Peak, like it's just not a mountain it just it uh, just sits there and looks the same all the time looks a little different every day depending upon how the sun the, the uh, clouds uh, uh, if there's snow on it there's no snow on it uh, nah, uh, 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 they're real blessed uh, uh, to live here in this beautiful state and uh, and uh, anyway, I'm just sharing a little
0: nature, a little Hey you know, I just,
2: I'm just showing you guys a little bit of the, like you didn't
0: know I had that much depth. Coach, listen, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, before I had a family and I was and I was single, I, I had an apartment that looked over the Atlantic Ocean, uh, in Rockaway, which is part of Queens. Um and I got to look down. I wasn't necessarily a big fan of being on the beach, but I loved to look at it. I loved to smell it. I loved the feel of it. So uh, it's it's not the mountains, which I also uh, admire. But, um, Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Like, uh, you know, I got a buddy that lives on a lake, and his wife, she, she, she never goes to the lake. She doesn't like boats. She doesn't go out there. Right. But she said, you know what? I just like sitting in my in my yard. I like sitting up uh, looking out my kitchen from my deck. She goes, I just like looking at it, and
0: yeah. uh, and uh, that's where I'm at too. You know, you can't I, you can't eat those mountains, but I'll tell you what, they're sure fun to look at. <laughs> oh um, yeah,
1: Co- Coach. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but last night we had your good friend Derek Schooley on, and uh, we kind of uh, pushed him a little bit to tell us a little bit about what's going on with Robert Morris. And the first thing you want to talk about was the time he spent this summer with you. Yeah, well, actually, Caitlin, his daughter, uh,
2: his oldest daughter, was, uh, was an employee. She, uh, she was uh, employed at the Frank territory Summer Work Farm um, for three weeks <laughs> of, uh, as a, as a com- camp counselor. Right. And uh, did a wonderful job. I mean, she takes a, a obviously takes after her mother, and uh, did a fabulous job for me. And then, uh, of course, uh, of course, Dad, he flew in on the weekend. Uh, you know, just to, to shake hands, kiss babies, and and, and uh, drink a drink a couple of a uh, little bit of Colorado Kool Aid. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I get it. And it, listen, you know, um, as the expression goes, you want to be the person in charge or the person who knows what's going on. <laughs> uh, no, right. That's good. Uh, well, I tell you what, that guy—he's—he
2: uh, uh, was a good player for me. He played for me back in uh, uh, in the early '90s with the with the Omaha Lancers. We we had the worst of first team. We took that team over, and uh, and uh, they had, had the, they only won like 13 games in three years, and we won 56 games, won the Anderson Cup, won the Clark Cup, and uh, he was defenseman of the year uh, in the USHL that year. And he was a good player, and uh, they came here and coached for me. And uh, uh, did a fantastic job as a coach. I, you know, you could see that that, uh, that was his calling, and that was what he was meant, to, what he was meant to be, and what he was meant to do. And uh, uh, he is one terrific operator. And let me tell you, like they had, uh, uh, they had a, um, they had a, bad, a, a tough curveball thrown at him a few years ago when that uh, when that, that uh, president tried to uh, buckle up the program, and he's since gone. Uh, but uh, they brought that program back from the dead. He's had to start from scratch, and let me tell you, like that, this guy knows how to operate, and he's using all, you know, all the opera, all the means that are that are available to schools at this at the time that with the landscape with the transfer portal and and transfers and like he, he's using it all. And trust me, you guys just trust me, like he. That ain't going to be no expansion team out on the ice. Uh, That Robert Morris team is going to be no expansion team out there on the ice. Uh, They've they've got a lot of experience. When he built that program the first time around 20 years ago, you had to do it the old-fashioned way. You had to bring in freshmen, and you had to start out with 19 or 20 freshmen, maybe a couple transfers that sat out the year before. And you had to do it the old-fashioned way, and he did it. You don't have to do it that way anymore. You can layer it now because uh, there's – there's uh, sophomores, juniors, seniors, all available on the transfer portal, and uh, you can layer your recruiting. And uh, uh, he's done a masterful job on that on, on the portal, and uh, uh, that they are going to be they're, they're going to be uh, that team's going to be a team to be reckoned with this year. Well, Frankly, they're about
0: they're but, about half and half. You know, they're about half seniors, half freshmen. <laughs> so it's not you know they're. I think especially early in the season, they're going to sneak up on teams.
2: Um, You know what? What what all this has done, the the COVID fifth year, the transfer portal, schools being able to stack money, uh, you know, uh, uh, the uh, NLI, which hasn't really hit hockey that hard yet. But what all this has done is made everybody, especially the COVID fifth year and the transfer portal, it's made everybody – Deeper and it's made everybody older. And uh, you know the, the the players that aren't competitive enough, the ones that were are mistakes or aren't good enough, they're getting flushed. They just are. There's only 60 teams, and uh, there's more good players than there are uh, actual opportunities. And what all these rule changes have done? Uh, hey, the rich have gotten richer from it. We've talked about that in the past. The rich are going to get richer, and uh, they're going to really be able to capitalize on. Uh, utilizing those, you know, uh, all the resources that are available to them. But everybody uh, at the traditional schools is benefiting in some way, shape, and form down the food chain. And uh, I saw it firsthand last year in Atlantic hockey. Uh, in the past, in the old days, uh, you know, a team, let's say RIT, they had uh, three or four really good seniors, they lost them. Well, then the next year they probably were going to be down a little bit. they were going to be on a down cycle. And somebody else, you know, but their teams got they, they got juniors to seniors rising to seniors, and they're going to be on a high cycle. You know what I saw last year? I saw a bunch of teams that like we don't have NHL draft choice superstars on league, but we have we have a lot of good hockey players, and everybody was everybody was deep and everybody was old. Like everybody, their four lines kind of looked the same all keep even strength uh, and. Uh, uh, like I said, everybody was deep. Everybody was old, and everybody had a good uh, goalie. There, so there was like nothing was cyclical. Do you know what I mean? It, 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 this, hey, let me put it this way: I used to when we did the coaches um, uh, when we when we do the uh, which is I think it's a bunch of bullshit, but they do the uh, 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 the preseason poll right. where the coaches you know guess on who they think is going to be good. Well, I used to go on, and I would I would go in and I would I would look at all the, the players that teams had coming back and I would add up, I'd tally up the goals that they were returning. And that's how I would rank the teams in the preseason poll. And you know what? Like, it worked pretty good. wasn't the exact right. size. No, it wasn't. But it worked pretty good. And now, I can't even do that because these players are coming from all over the place. You don't even know. The rosters aren't even really set until you know, until the end of September on the eve of October when they start. So, like the just the uh, the DNA of all these teams are are so different from year to year. You know, uh, just because they can they can, uh, transfer, they can bring in quick fixes, they can change uh, the dynamic of their team. You know, in, in one year, where in the old days, if if, if you had a couple back to back, if you had back to back bad recruiting years, uh, you were. You, you better have an AD that likes you because you're going to have <laughs> two or three shitty years. I mean, that's just <laughs> the way it was, you know? And uh, But now you can fix that in a hurry. Hey, wait to see how fast Mike Hastings, my former uh, player, uh, USHL player, Mike played for me back in, in the 80s in Austin and Rochester in the USHL. And uh, what an operator he is. Uh, wait till you see how fast he makes... He gets
1: Wisconsin,
2: not just competitive, but how, how fast they become. They become
1: a power once again. Yeah, just watch. I totally agree with you, Coach. Totally agree with you. Um, I also want to tell you that uh, as we start talking about your schedule, I'm sitting um, about 15 minutes away from Lindenwood. <laughs> and uh, I talked to Coach Zomber today. He said he was going on vacation, and I said, what are you going on vacation for? He said he need to get rested up for the first weekend of the season because he's coming to play you guys.
2: Yeah, we got uh, we got Lindy coming in. We've played them now. Uh, this will be the third year in a row we played them. We played them last year. They were a club team. We gave them some games, and we we went out there. we actually went out there to help them yeah. for the first uh, two. And now they're coming out here this year and again next year. So
1: Scott, St. Louis,
2: like is she a little uh, muggy there? A little warm and muggy.
1: <laughs> yeah a little bit. we're gonna get some thunderstorms I'm understanding by about noon tomorrow but yeah I'm yes, here to see I'm here to see the St. Louis uh, Sports Commission since they're hosting the uh, uh, regional this year and they're also yep. uh, hosting the ACHA national tournament again. and then of course next year you know the Frozen Four is here so I thought I'd visit with those guys and get some inside scoop on what St. Louis has planned. You know what?
2: I wanna be you when I grow up. You're like
0: oh, yeah. no kidding. you're like a hockey you're like a hockey gypsy. I don't know, like you just like
2: uh, you just you just make things happen. But no, uh you talk about schedule, yeah, we got Lindy coming in here to open the season. But uh the, I'll tell you what, am I excited about our schedule? You know, obviously Atlantic Atlantic hockey's deeper and stronger than it's ever been. The top of Atlantic hockey's always been good. But now we're hey, we played in the championship game. Two years ago, we lost one guy, our goalie, and a year later, we finished dead last. What does that tell you? Like, what does that tell you? How the league is evolving?
0: You know? Okay. And, uh, uh, we're going to be back this year, but but
2: uh, but uh, this we, we along with our Atlantic Hockey schedule, we got Lindy coming here for the first weekend, but we got Michigan State in here uh, for the second weekend. Uh, we got a Big Ten team coming in here. Uh, we are uh, we're going to Alaska. What a great uh, Life uh, experience. That's going to be for the boys. We're going to go up and play uh, in Anchorage twice. Uh, We are going uh, to Milwaukee uh, to play in the Milwaukee tournament. We are going to be our first game. We're going to face off against Wisconsin in the in the in the Thursday night. It's a Thursday Friday tournament, and uh, we're playing uh, Wisconsin in the marquee game (laughs) on the first night. And the other two games are uh, other two teams are Northeastern and Duluth. So we've got. And then we got the Evil Empire to the south on the line uh, on the uh, schedule again. And we got the Evil Empire to the north. We got Denver. Back on. So, we got, so we got Michigan State. We got Denver. We got CC. We got Wisconsin. And this year, the way the Atlantic schedule has, we have four games against the Army. You know what that? You know what that means? That means there's that, That's two sellouts. Uh, in Colorado Springs, and that's two sellouts at West Point. So our, I, I couldn't be more excited about
0: our schedule. Well, Coach, just before we get into your team specifically, um, you, you know, talk about uh, the, the the building depth in Atlantic hockey. For about three quarters of the season last year, it looked like that the league might finally get two bids into the tournament. And, you know, it didn't end up that way. But people had to be pretty excited about that.
2: Well, it's hard. And um, to be honest with you, Paul, it's going to be really hard for that to happen. For us to get two bids, we've got we got to have a team. We have to have a couple teams that, A, win a bunch of non-conference games. Like right. You've got to win those games. you got to win non-conference games. And then in league, you've got to have a, a, a fairly gaudy record in league. And right. to get to the league, it's going to be hard for somebody. It's going to be hard for somebody to run that up to run, you know, uh, to be able to to, to go, uh, you know, uh, nineteen and, and seven or whatever. Right. Heck, you know, some, it's, it's going to be hard for somebody to do that. So you got to be able to do that within league, and then you 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 got to win your and knock conference games, and it can't, you know. I guess it could be one team if one team did it and they lost in the playoffs and somebody got the AQ. Right. But but uh, you know that would probably be the most you know that would probably be the most realistic way it could happen. But to say to say we're going to have two teams that are gonna that are gonna kill it non conference and run the table uh, in league it's going to be it's going to be really difficult.
0: Oh, no, uh, I I the... Go Good. Power the
2: power leagues are, are are the ones that are going to benefit. They're they're going to be able to have uh, less than gaudy records, but but still have a, a strong RTI. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, so so for our teams to do that, for us to get two for us to get two bids, uh, we're either going to have to have a powerful team get upset, or we're going to have to have two teams that. Are exceptionally strong and 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 uh, somewhat run the table in the league and 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 win their non
0: conference games. Right, and I only say that because for the for the long for a long stretch of time, a long stretch of time last year, RIT and Sacred Heart were right in that twenty area where they you know where they had a shot. So uh, that that I'm just trying to back you up on your point that the league is stronger than ever.
2: Yeah, and, and and keep in mind, twenty is a long way from twelve or thirteen.
0: You know, I know that's
2: where you got. That's where you're going to have to finish. You're going to have to finish twelve or thirteen because you know you're going to have some. You're going to have some teams that that maybe get get an AQ that that aren't in there. Um, you know how the deal works. It's uh, so you to to really to really solidify yourself. I mean, hey, if you're if you're if you're at, at fourteen, you're you're on shaky ground. Right. If you're number if you're fourteen in the RPI, you're you're on you're on somewhat shaky ground. Twelve or twelve or thirteen should get you in. Uh, Fifteen or sixteen ain't gonna happen because uh, uh, there's gonna be an Atlantic team or a WCHA AQ team, an ECAC team like last year when Colgate uh, right. won the playoffs. That that you know they they were. A,
1: they weren't a, a, a top twenty team, and but they took that AQ and and uh,
0: forced somebody out. You know, yeah, coach. Before banks. we
1: jump on to your to your upcoming roster, um, I want to dive in a little bit more to Anchorage because we know what that means for you guys, and but it really means a lot to Anchorage too, doesn't it? To be able to continue to grow the game like we we push for um, for you to go up there, and and uh, Denver's going up there this year, and it just seems like maybe. The whole college hockey scene is starting to come together a little bit. Is that is that a fair assessment at this point? Well, we're, you know what, we
0: all agree to that when somebody takes you in their league. That's right. all. <laughs> okay. you know, um, yeah. Fair
2: enough. Um, and uh, you, you know, right now it's a great for our. It's a great life, uh, trip for our team. Uh, great life experience for our players. But it, if you really want to do something
1: for Anchorage and Fairbanks, uh, in your league.
0: Yeah, yeah well, I agree right with there. that. Amen. <laughs> Amen.
1: Okay, so what in the world's going on with your roster? You got some uh, some big name names that you're bringing in, and you're not telling anybody yet, or what? <laughs> I don't
2: know. Like, uh, uh, I mean, you know, I'm still in summer mode right now, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, our freshmen just got
0: through basic training, and uh, right. you know, they're going to start class tomorrow. Uh, we're announcing.
2: Uh, we're going to put our press release out because we can't. We have to wait till school starts before we can put a press release out because our, you know our guys are eligible to leave. They're not. You know they they haven't started matriculating until they go to class. So uh, right. uh, our you know so the press release goes out on Thursday for our freshmen. And uh, you know we've got uh, we've got a lot of. Uh, I like our roster. I liked our roster last year. We had a winning record. Before hurt our goalie, and we uh, right. couldn't make up for that. The league was too deep, too strong, and uh, you know uh, we were we, we were letting in a bad goal every night, and, and we couldn't overcome that. And uh, but we had a winning record. We we played the championship game not last year, but the year before. Played the conference championship game, and then uh, you know last year we were in first place. We beat Notre Dame early in the season, and uh, we had a seven and four record, and then and then we had some injuries, and things went south. That's the the margin of error right now is so thin; it's just so darn thin. And uh, but uh, I like I like I liked our roster. I liked our roster last year. We were yeah better than, than our record. We just we, we were we played simple. We were, and uh, you know, had we uh, all of our teams didn't make the playoffs. You know, had we made the playoffs last year, even in last place, the team whoever we would have went up against would have been looking forward uh, to playing us because that. Like, everybody's pretty good, and everybody's capable of, of winning a series on a weekend. And uh, we didn't get that opportunity. But but uh, I like what we have coming back. I really do. I, You know, this might be the deepest team I've ever had in terms of um, um, five and, uh, and ten defensemen. Uh, yeah, you know, the goaltending thing needs to come together. Uh, uh, we brought in two freshman goalies. Uh, Blessing is back, and we got uh, Mason Balboa. Uh, so we, you know, you have to have goaltending. Uh, you know, as we've talked about many times b- uh, before, I always say goaltending fifty percent of the game. Unless it's bad goaltending, then it's a hundred percent of the game. <laughs> uh, so, so, so you, you gotta have you gotta have that. But, but uh, I like our team. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, a lot of times people ask me, "Hey, how's your freshman luck? How's your freshman luck? Well, at service academies. It's not about what we have coming in; it's what we have coming back. Right. And um, I like what we have coming back. And then I look at our freshmen, and I don't usually like to play the crystal ball game with our freshmen, but I like what we have coming back. And then I look at our freshmen, and we have a very mature freshman class with uh, a lot of different guys with different skill sets that are gonna—they're gonna be able to fill some holes for us. And uh, uh, they're not all gonna be just uh, uh, development. Uh, 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 kids uh their freshman year uh they're gonna challenge for time so you know uh, let me just say this guys you know we're gonna be deep and fairly old next year but we better be because everybody else is too
0: so- right well uh, let, me, let me ask. let me ask you this because I wanted to get to those guys first um do you feel like and I and I you know, obviously you get a chance to talk to the returning players I don't know how much but um, uh, uh, you know, once the season ends, I'm sure you guys have fairly regular conversations like everybody else does. Uh, do you feel it that, you know, because of the uh, unfortunate health situation you guys had last year, that these guys are coming in with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder this year?
2: You know what? That's a good point. And, um, um, it, it, like, it, you know what, Paul? Uh, we,
0: we better have one. Like, right. you know what? Even when there's no reason for us to play with a chip
2: on our shoulder we need to play with a chip on our shoulder because like we, we ain't good enough not to like we're, like we're not a team of nhl drafts we're not a team filled with great players hey we've got good to very good players and uh, but but what makes us when we've been great when we've had great teams is because we've been great collectively and we play you play with that chip on your shoulder and uh um no, we have to have that, and uh, you know, I I think we did have a little, we had enough here again, you know, uh, with the injuries it just kind of beat us down, and then the, and then the, you know the goaltending thing was 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 tough, and you know we kept getting injuries. Balboa got after we lost Blessing, Balboa got hurt, and then Park got hurt. Park came back. Balboa uh, came back after Park was hurt, but there was we just we just couldn't get any traction and, and consistency, but. Uh, to your point, uh, we better we better play. Uh, uh, we better come back when that puck drops against Lindenwood. We better we better go out with a chip. We better be uh, competing with a chip on our shoulder. But but then again, like for a service academy teams, for Army and Air Force, uh, we we gotta always play. we we gotta always have that chip. We just we just we just
1: we just have to, you know. Mm-hmm. Coach, we can get back to the. Uh the, the roster in just a minute but I, I don't want to miss this point. point um, two of your coaches one past coach and one new coach I want to get your comments on first of all let's start with Chad uh, Demers who was up at Fargo with the force and now he's back in the NCAA with Augustana uh, have you seen a tougher individual than Chad Demers because I don't think I have well, you know, Demi's a remarkable
2: person. And to go through the brain cancer and the chemos and just to, to stay positive and to battle and overcome that, I mean, you just, uh, like, there's not words, there's there's no words to describe no. it. And, uh, uh, and he was a, a great player. He was a coach's player. Um, he was one of those guys that, we, you know, I was constantly, he was, he was number 17, 17, 17, like, it was so easy <laughs> to put him on the ice, even strength to protect the league. Uh, to, if you're behind and you got to pull your goalie, he's on the ice. If you're killing a big penalty, he's on the ice. If you need to win a big draw, he was—he was he a was centerman, and uh, uh, so I enjoyed him as a player. And, and he was one of those guys that, like, you don't have all the time, but every once in a while, you get a player and you go like that. He's going to be a coach. This guy's going to be a coach. I saw it with Derek Schooley. I saw it with Ken Martell. Um, uh, I saw it, and I've, I've seen it uh, with Demi.
0: I can tell you I didn't see it with Mike Hastings, but, uh, he, <laughs> out to be a he was kind of a little shit,
1: to be honest with you. but, uh, yeah, um, but,
0: uh, uh, he was fun, but, oh, God. Does he, he know fun. this? He
1: still, is fun. He, and he still is fun, and, uh, and, uh, you know, he's the best coach in, in uh,
2: college <laughs> hockey, I'm so proud of him, but, uh, no, I didn't necessarily see that one coming, I, I kind of figured he'd go into business somehow and be a millionaire <laughs> by the time he was, by the time he was 30, uh, but, uh, uh, he went into hockey and, and uh, he's going to be a
1: millionaire anyway. So it doesn't <laughs> <Yep>. matter. <laughs> okay, so. Those let's big get,
0: Wisconsin Bucks.
1: Let's, let's get to the new guy. Uh, Frank, you just announced today that Steve Jennings coming on board. Um, what's he going to bring? I mean, we know he's deep in, in knowledge and hockey sense and all of that stuff, and he knows all about everything, doesn't he?
2: Jenner, I, I, I've known Jenner for a long time, and, and uh, he's been a confident. Uh, he's a guy that we've relied on over the years in the North American League for his expertise and his opinions and whatnot. And, uh, like, Jenner, we feel, I, like, I love my staff. Uh, Joe Doyle is, 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 is unbelievable. He's the best I ever worked with. Uh, and Andy Burke, with the recruiting and, and what he does on the ice. And uh, Josh Holmstrom, a local boy we have, uh, is, he, like, he's a rising star, guys. Just let me tell you, he's a rising star. And um, so I like my staff, and the, and the NCAA allowed us to add another coach this year, and so we're adding another coach, and uh, Steve Jennings was a no-brainer for, for, uh, to me and for our staff, and, uh, uh, and the reason being, uh, he's been a head coach in the North American League, uh, he's been an assistant coach, uh, he's, he's, a, he's been a recruiter, a player personnel director, like, he is a jack-of-all-trades, and he's good at everything he does. Um, I think he's got big-time uh, GM potential If that because he loves uh, scouting. He loves roster building. Uh, but also, like I said, he's been a head coach. He's been an assistant coach. He's been a player personnel director. Uh, he's he's going to help each one of our staff members. He's just going to help us. He's going to help us get better across the board.
1: Yeah, good stuff. As soon as I saw that, Um, I I knew you hit a home run with that one. And, uh, are you a big fan of adding, and Paul and I have discussed this earlier, but are you a big fan of the NCAA allowing that, that third coach? Because I got a feeling that's going to not only help on the ice, but it's really going to help in the recruiting department.
2: Well, it helps everywhere. To be honest with you, like we've had three coaches is what we've had. We've had three and, um, and and like over the years, maybe 40 years ago, you could do it all before there was video and before, you know, all the compliance and everything that you had. like, I, Like, my day is so consumed with paperwork. Like, you wouldn't believe how complicated things are at in, in, in collegiate institutions, and especially at a military academy. Now you add all that element to it as well. And, and there's just so many things that, you, that you're required to do that don't have anything to do with hockey. And the problem we had, is our staffs were overworked. They just we, we were short staffed, and we we didn't have an entry level position when we only had one head coach and two assistants. You know, he uh, just uh, it was there was enough time in the day, and, uh, uh, and you you. Oh, let me just tell you, this the adding the fourth coach and then this military academy's being able to add a fifth coach, it's going to save our battery acid so much. We're going to be so much fresher we're going to be to sharing the workload we're going to be so much better uh at what we do Uh, uh, um it's going to be a a a benefit to the players it's going to be a benefit to us and the other thing that it's done is now it's it's created an entry-level position before you couldn't bring in like a, a former player that's never coached before and kind of bring them along because they had to jump on the treadmill going full speed like you know you didn't walk on and walk and learn how to crawl and then crawl before you can walk, walk before you can run. You had to jump on that treadmill going full speed. And, uh, right. uh, but now we have, you know, that fourth position and the fifth position for us, it's enabled us to bring in. You you could bring that young guy in that you think could be a rising star like Josh Holmstrom. You bring him in with no coaching experience and, and, and then, because he doesn't have to do it all right away. And, and, uh, and, and like, like I said, it's given us uh, um, uh, in, in, in an opportunity to have, it, to have an entry level uh, uh, position, and, and that's, that's good for the game. It's good for the sport. It's good for hockey.
0: Well, let me, let me ask this now because uh, this is something I just saw. So I have to now. I have to ask about it. <laughs> um, you had a player, Luke Rowe, go to. New Jersey Devils development camp. Did uh, What was that like for him? Well, you
2: know, you have to talk to him. But, I mean, obviously, tremendous experience, especially uh, for a young man who's from New Jersey. Luke Rowe is from New Jersey. And uh, I'll tell you what, Luke Rowe is the best captain that I've, and I've had some great captains, let me tell you. Great, great, great Dylan DeBoot, Max Hardner, uh, Chad Demers, like, I, I mean, I, I've been doing this for 40 years, but I, I wrote, I sent uh, the press release on uh, Luke Roll. I sent it to a, another former captain I had, um, who was uh, uh, who was maybe the best captain I ever had. And I sent it to him. I said, this guy is a reincarnation of you. Um, you know, he's got NH, he's not, he's not quite have NHL talent. He doesn't quite have that, but he's got uh, NHL character and he's got NHL leadership skills. And I and uh, the guy that I sent that my former captain that I sent that to was a guy named Dave Haxall. And uh, this Luke Rowe reminds me he's a reincarnation of of of, of Dave Haxall. And ironically, Hack was a right-handed D, and uh, Luke was a right-handed D. They just uh, they they just got they're charismatic. They got natural. Uh, they're just natural leaders. They're charismatic. Like. Uh, uh, people are drawn to them. People uh, gravitate to them. It, like some guys just have that that gift, right. you know. And uh, and Luke Rowe is one of the one of those types of guys. Uh, big, handsome guy. You know, uh, everybody likes him. All the girls like him, and all the guys like him. And uh, that's a hard thing to pull off because usually, when all the girls like a guy, the other guys are jealous. And
0: uh, <laughs> but uh, uh,
2: but uh, everybody everybody wants to. Everybody wants to to be around this guy because uh, uh, he's he's a real special human being. And uh, I got to mention, my my right-hand man, Joe Doyle, was the one that really uh, uh, got that deal. He worked hard to get Luke to a a development camp. And, uh, and, uh, you know, he worked really hard at it and and, uh, succeeded. And, and, uh, and you know, that's good for our. Uh, Luke Rowe, it's good for our program, um, and uh, you know the people in New Jersey
0: uh, were, you know, he was the oldest guy at their development camp, and, uh, right. and uh,
2: man, did he make an, did he make an impression on them as a human being? I mean, uh, you know, you know, that's that's what we have here at the academy. We have special human beings, and uh, you know, Luke Rowe. Hey, if Luke Rowe was a major league baseball player, you know what? As as a college hockey player, as a college, not a pro, but as a college hockey player, he's the equivalent. He, he's a he's a five tool player. He's got right. it all, you
1: know, and uh, he's got it all. Frank, Frank, can I throw in the fact that he's also a media favorite? Because every time we come to the academy and we ask Dave to talk to somebody, he always obliges, and I have never seen that kid without a smile. So uh, no, he, he's a media no. favorite as well. No,
2: I mean he's uh, charismatic. Hey, you know it. I just, let's just throw it out there. I mean, the guy's got movie star looks, and he's, and, and he's the boy next door. He's charismatic. He's like he's he's warm. He's kind. He's thoughtful. And uh, but he's a killer on the ice. You know, so, yeah, so that's that's not a bad thing either. You know, and, uh, and, uh, you know, sometimes those nice guys uh, are also uh, too nice on the ice. And uh, Luke is a tough customer. He play You know what? And that's another uh parallel he has with dave hackstall you know dave hackstall was as tough as they come but he was tough in an honest way he wasn't tough in a cheap way and uh Rowe is uh is is the same
1: yeah i totally agree with you on that um so when you look at your roster on paper right now today uh where do you see the, the strength being we talked about the depth and and the age now and all of that but where do you see a strength the depth okay I mean,
2: it's, it, it, it's our depth and you know we've got like we don't have one guy that has it all but through with within the framework of our team collectively we have it all i mean nobody shoots a puck uh harder and, and, and better uh than will gavin uh, you know uh luke Rowe uh, as a leader a defensive defense but with a you know with a with with a bomb for a shot uh we've got uh like we've got uh, all of our defensemen have got some front side to their game. They've got an offensive element to the game. And you have to have that to be able to score enough goals to win in this day and age. You, you have to have uh, you have to get productivity from from your defense. And, and uh, we call it our group of five play. And uh, um, we don't have any stiffs back there. All our defensemen are going to be able to not only defend, but they're going to be able to help us uh, generate uh, some offense as well. Uh, our four. We're going to throw four lines out there that are all going to. They're all going to look the same. They're going to come in waves, and uh, we should be able to get production from. We're going to need to score by committee, but we should be able to get uh, production from uh, from all four of our lines. The biggest thing, uh, and like I said, like I said, the biggest thing for us, if we get 92 percent goaltending, we're going to win a lot of games. I really believe that.
0: Uh, and yeah, coach, I, I, ahead, I know you can't talk until tomorrow about certain things but um if what i see is accurate uh you're also bringing in some big dudes uh freshmen
2: yes (laughs) yes and and uh that you know you don't you guys don't miss a lot i tell you like uh, whenever no when i get on with you like uh, uh you guys do your homework. Uh, you, you're good pros, and that, you know. To be honest with you,
0: that's why I never turned you down, Scotty Paul. That's why I never turned you down. We with appreciate Paul.
1: that. Yes, yeah, we do. You. Um, you guys do your homework. You're good pros. You love
2: hockey, and uh, uh, that you know. To notice that the, the size of the guy. No, we do have. We have some big players, but you know, it don't matter if they're big and slow. And right. uh, what, what excites me, we have some big guys, but we got some bigger guys that can move. We got some bigger guys with some skill, you know, they're not, uh, because, Hey, ho- hockey's a speed game.
1: And, yeah. uh, you know, the, those big, uh, clunky defensemen that could only survive by hooking and holding and interfering. Uh, they
2: went the way of the dinosaur when they, when, uh, when the, when the, when they started, when the NHL started to enforce the rules back about 15 years ago. And look what it's done to the game. The game is so much better now. And it's better mm-hmm. because, because it because it's fast, it's played like it's the fastest game on earth, and uh, it's great to have. It's great to have uh, size. Hey, big, bigger is better. Bigger, if all else is equal, bigger is better. But uh, I would g- give you a smaller guy with some speed that that's elusive, that can think, that's got some skill, you know, over a big clunker. Now, but you know, you got a big guy that's got some of those attributes. Now you got something, and. Uh, um, you know, Paul, I, 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 I agree with you. I like, you know, just being big doesn't matter. It, it right. just doesn't. But we, we've got some bigger guys. I'm not saying they're superstars. No, no. They're, they're bigger play the game. They're
1: just not big sticks going up and down the way, you know?
0: Right. All right,
1: coach. Final one for me is, uh, we talked about your current players, your future players. I want to ask you, cause I feel better every night knowing that uh, Alex Schilling has a space force. Uh, under control. So how's, how's shell doing? And have you had a chance to visit with him since he started that role? Where is he, LA or somewhere right now?
2: Yeah, I haven't had a chance to keep up. Like when those guys go, like they, they go and they get involved in whatever they're doing and the uh, end. And it's 24 seven, like they they get into their careers. and It's just how they're wired. That's how these guys do. Uh, but uh, I miss Alex. Alex, uh, I miss him a lot. He was, like that he was a good little goalie and he was a gamer he was the bigger the game, the better he was. But, uh, the other thing I like, I work with my goalies personally and, uh, over, you know, the four years, like, I, like Alex and I, it, it's kind of weird. Like I never would have thought this would happen when I was younger coaching, but like Alex and I became very good friends and, uh, like I, I enjoyed, uh, working with him on the ice. Cause he never cheated the company. He never compromised in any way. But I, I just enjoyed like being around him, and he and I talked, and we talk about different things, and and I'd ask him for opinions on the younger goalies, I'd ask him opinions on on on, on the skaters, on that you know on, on uh, roster decisions, and and like, you could just have a like a, a you could a mature adult conversation, you know, and well you can do that a lot with with a lot of our guys, but he and I, I you know I keep my distance a little bit with that stuff, you know, right. You know, I do it more than I used to, and the kids we have here, you can do that, and they're not gonna. Like I said, they're not gonna put you. They're not gonna compromise you or take advantage of that. That they're just not. They're not wired that way. But, but, uh, but Shells, uh, you know, I miss him, and uh, I miss working with him. I miss seeing him every day. Uh, uh, he's 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 a, he's he's a good one, and uh, he's a good friend of mine. Let's just put it that way.
0: Can't really ask for a better endorsement than that, Scott. <laughs> certainly can't.
1: You certainly can't. Coach, thanks so much for spending some time with us tonight. We always appreciate it. I can't wait to get out uh, to the academy again and see you guys on the ice. A little bit more this year, I hope, because uh, uh, my schedule hopefully will allow me to be there and, and see this great uh, team that you're putting together. Nah, I always love having you out, oh, Scott.
0: Uh, Paul, I, I, I love you. Uh... I love busting your back. Okay. You. I love you guys do a great job. You guys do a great job. We have, this is always
1: fun. I enjoy going on with you guys. Uh, and uh, Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. coach. That's the head coach from uh, Air Force. Frank territory joining us. Paul and I will be back in just a couple of minutes to wrap up another episode of College Hockey West Weekly. At
0: Behind the Mask, At Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com.
2: Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegers. And they score on the lacrosse Hills on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Oh
0: gracious, Visit collegehockeyink.com and follow at College Hockey. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack. We say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. Asu alumni owned and operated. The Spaghetti Shack has three locations at sixty three forty South Aurora Road in Tempe, the Asu location at nine, twenty two East of Patti Road and nine, fifty two West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner or catering as well. Call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at spaghettishack.com. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios, ITHSW Podcast presents College Hockey West Weekly.
1: Indeed it is College Hockey West Weekly. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Chesterfield, Missouri. I understand there's rain on the way tomorrow, but tonight a glorious day here not far from the Centene Community Ice Center, which will play host to the West Regional in the NCAA tournament next spring. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein joining me from Long Island, New York. And I believe he's on mute. So when he takes himself off mute, he'll be able to answer my well, question. Well, you haven't asked it Paul? yet. <laughs> Paul, <laughs> we, we always love having the czar. Always. We like to call him Frank Ceratorian. He's always a wealth of information. And uh, boy, we were so close just a day away. But I, I knew I had to have a mom when he had Steve Jennings join his staff. I, I knew what that was going to mean to him. I knew that Chad Demi getting another shot at NCAA coaching was going to be important to him, and I knew his players were going to be important to him. What I didn't know is that he was going to diagnose uh, Pikes Peak for us.
0: Well, listen, <laughs> if you got a chance to have that view, you got to tell people about it because, um, you okay, know. Okay, hold on wh- a minute. He didn't what?
1: tell people about it. He described the
0: right changes. Right, yeah, okay. <laughs> of a mountain. <laughs> no, listen, I get it. You know, um, love that guy. The, the, really the thing it. in in my time that I lived in the southwest between Arizona and New Mexico, I loved looking at the mountains. That was you know, those were I mean, they never looked the same ever. From day to day, season to season, well, whatever seasons there are. Um, in Colorado
1: there's four, by the way.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's about one more than I would like, but, um, okay. but uh, the point being is, yeah, I mean, um, you have to take, I mean, if if you can sit out on your deck and look that over, I mean, that's, that's,
1: okay, I'm going to give you better a, than that. I'm going to give you one more thing that really jumped out at me. We've been talking about, all these schedules of different teams. We talked about North Dakotas and uh, the Alaskas and Lindenwoods. And, and and I haven't found a schedule yet, Paul, that I think is not going to be exciting and fun to keep track of on all 10 of our teams. I think all of them have some really good quality uh, games within them.
0: Well, that's kind of what the coach said, right? Uh, right. There's so many good teams, the depth in college hockey Uh, especially with the COVID extra year and the portal and everything else is, is insane. And so, you know, most teams, you better bring it every night or you're going to, you're, you're going to take it in the shorts.
1: And I think it, you know, you, you talked about with a very valid point about uh, is this going to be the year that, that, Atlantic gets two teams in, and I think he put a cap on that real quick. Well, oh God, it's not
0: – I'm just – and I understand where he was coming from, but my point was that, you know, when was the la- – you know, in in the history, you had two teams around 20, and, and I understand what he was talking about. You have to be 12, 13 for an at-large to make sure you don't get bumped out like Fairbanks did this past year. But the fact that you had two teams – in around the twenty area in the pairwise, Lanc hockey doesn't get that very often. No, they no, they certainly
1: they certainly don't. And uh that that may be one of the most competitive conferences in all of college hockey again this year. It usually is anyway, but you know, and, and just to recap his schedule, the fact that they're getting Michigan State to come to them. That's great. Lyndon Wood is coming to them. Uh they're going to Anchorage. Uh, they are yeah. going to play in that top notch five serve uh holiday tournament in Milwaukee with four great teams and he gets to go up against Mike Hastings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and by the <laughs> way, I I
0: I I'm, I'm just going to say this. Um uh, the um uh, the 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 website, the the Air Force website um has a uh you know is uh is up there and and it's kind of got that rotating sort of front page. Yeah. Um, that most, most schools have on, on for each team. Um, and they have the thing about (laughs) playing Wisconsin in the first round.
1: Yeah. That's not the Pfizer, by the way, it's a quick trip now. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. Um,
0: my point being is they have a picture of air force wearing these beautiful white, (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh just you gotta wear those more often coach you gotta wear those things more they are just off the charts they're yeah. just off the charts absolutely
1: so and and the lucro thing is a, is a good story uh i mean there's just so much we could go on with frank for hours i appreciate him taking the time again hours. Uh, every time i reach out to him he's right he says yes and uh, i didn't know that's why he said yes. But what a great compliment for us, and uh, coming from a guy like him, I'll yeah, take it. Yeah, I appreciate that.
0: That that that's the kind of stuff. And uh, you know me, I, I kind of play it um, sheepishly. I kind of try to play things uh, a little aw shucks like, um, but because um, I don't like patting myself on the back. But I mean, you get a compliment. Well. The like last that.
1: You did that. You threw your shoulder out. Let's be honest. Right. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, you you do that all the time. So, um, but to get a compliment like that from a guy like the Czar, like Frank Serrotori, is 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 about as good as it gets. Let's just let's just say that.
1: And, and let me tell you this: I got to get Mike Hastings on now to have him rebut what Coach said he was.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
1: Anyway, take it away, my friend.
0: From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Weekly, brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Go to com to order lunch, cater an event, or pick up a few bottles of our award-winning sauces. Behind the Mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our Three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. by the NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Tag creative group. Search T-Grand Rudd on redbubble.com. That's T-Grand Rudd on redbubble.com. And have us create that unique design for your business or gift-giving needs. The Spaghetti Shack. Classic Italian comfort food quickly in three locations, two in Tempe and one in Pine Top. at thespaghettishack.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. FedEx, the official package delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. Liberty University, hockey, education, and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Weekly presented by Behind the Mask. And all of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app. Help others find the show by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show at ITHSW Podcast. That's all one word. ITHSW Podcasts, all one word on your favorite podcast platform. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Weekly, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the Ice Time Hockey network.
1: Well done, my friend. Uh, I will tell everybody that tomorrow night it is Wednesday night, which means it is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20. We are quickly filling up the spot. Stephen Marsh and I will be with you tomorrow night, uh, again, 6.30 Pacific. What time is that out east, Paul, 9.30? That
0: would be 9.30 Eastern time, the time that everybody knows.
1: Okay. <laughs> just, want, just wanted to double check. Uh, I will be somewhere between, um, let's see, St. Louis, Missouri, and Council Bluffs, Iowa. Hopefully I'll be in Council Bluffs, It'll Iowa be somewhere tomorrow. between but the anyway, Atlantic got- and the Pacific. Yeah, we got more things to talk about because we're going to talk Augustana hockey. Uh, I'm going to get a chance to visit, see the outside of that new building as it rises, the Midco Center or Midco Arena. So that'll be fun. And then Sunday night, we'll be back with uh, hopefully another great guest and rocking and rolling as we get uh, much closer to the start of this hockey season. Um, not only for the uh, college level, but also for the pro level. It's getting closer. And I know my co-hosts on Wednesday and Thursday night would like to hibernate, but that just certainly is not going to happen. So uh, our thanks to Frank Serratori, the head coach from Air Force, to, for joining us again tonight and talking uh, Falcon hockey. We'll say goodnight to little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. night, everybody. Goodnight.